0: Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I'm so blessed uh, to be on the radio with you this morning. So grateful uh, to be on the air today, no matter where you are. I hope you're having a blessed day, and once again, thank you for tuning in. For more information about the Ministry of Encounter, please go to thehopeencounter.org or email me at bill at org. I'm super blessed and super excited uh, that it's Christmas week, uh, one week, uh, actually just a week before Christmas, and uh, so I want to talk to you all week about Christmas, about the message of Christmas, about the meaning of Christmas, and read some Christmas scriptures to you, share some things from my heart, about Christmas to you. To me, it's the greatest time of year uh, for so many reasons um, that heaven came into humanity to rescue us, to save us, because we needed saving, and we, we needed a Savior. And uh, I love the story. Uh, every year, I, I read the story out of Luke. Uh, today, I'll read uh, from Luke chapter 2, verse 8, which says, And there were shepherds, living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth." And lying in a manger. Now this is an amazing scene right here, Uh, and the summary of it all: it's good news, great joy for all people, including you listening and me on the air today. It's for all of us. I love. I heard the story many, many years ago about a couple who had been married for fifty years that was celebrating Christmas, and they wanted their adult children who lived out of state to come home and be a part of the Christmas celebration. But both of their kids, the son and the daughter, had their own families, their own lives, and they told mom and dad that they wouldn't be coming home for Christmas. So the father called the son and said, Son, I have some really bad news for you. Your mother and I are divorcing after 50 years of marriage. Tell your sister. So the son told his sister, and the sister called back to dad and said, Dad, don't do anything. We're going to be on a plane tomorrow to talk to you and mom, so don't do a thing. So the father hung up the phone and walked into the room where his wife was and said, Honey, I've got good news of great joy. The kids are coming home for Christmas, and they're paying their own way. So that's one way to get the kids home for Christmas. Cute story, isn't it? You know, sometimes parents will do anything to get their kids to come home. Separation from the ones you love the most will make you do unthinkable and outrageous things so that you make it home one day. That's the story of Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because the good news that will bring you great joy, even you, even me, is that Jesus came to save us from our sins so we can come home to heaven one day and live forever. I, I, I love this thought uh, from Pastor uh, David Jeremiah that I heard on this radio station. He said he came to be like us on Christmas, so that one day, we would be like him. And that's the story of Christmas. My dear friend Paul Westfall, an NBA Hall of Famer, who was a Hall of Faith saved all-star for the kingdom of heaven, way more than he was a Hall of Fame inductee, uh, an NBA uh, basketball great, um, this coming January will, will mark three years since his passing, uh, from this world to his home in heaven. You know, Christians are the only people in the world who can grieve and have joy at the same time. Have you ever thought about that? And whenever I was invited to, to Paul's home, Paul would say this phrase in Spanish to me all the time, mi casa su casa, my house is your house. Mi casa es su casa, my home is your home. And this Christmas, you may be here because it's a family tradition to go to church, go to a a christmas eve service a midnight mass uh maybe it's the only time you ever go to church or uh or or maybe you'll go to church because you have a need you may be hurting because you've lost someone dear to you i know so many people who have just recently lost someone they love or a relationship has ended that's left you shattered maybe you have a bad diagnosis Uh, there's some dear friends that just been diagnosed with with some things but We know that God's still a healer, or some people are going through financial hardship. It's for so many people, it's not always the most wonderful time of the year. It's not always the most joyous time of the year, but even during the most challenging seasons, there's always hope, peace, and joy that the babe who came for us in a manger is collecting our tears in a bottle and recording every restless night, knowing that one day he will wipe every tear from our eyes. I love this. I love this scripture in Psalm 56, 8. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? I love that, that God keeps a record of our tears and, he, and a great promise and revelation that one day he will wipe every tear from our eyes. You know, each of us have unique experiences in life. But we have to ask the question, why are we listening to this radio show? Why? What, what am I doing this Christmas season? And at church, in my church, if you were to come to my Christmas service, I would ask you, why are you at this service? And here's what I would simply tell you. You're here to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And you have come to the home of our Savior to do that this Christmas Eve. What do I mean by that? You see, the church is the home of God on earth. Mikasa casa es su casa. And our home is your home. And the story of Christmas is that Jesus left his home in heaven so that you can have a home in heaven. Jesus left his home in heaven so he can have a home in your heart. Jesus left his home in heaven, so you can have a home in church until you get home to the place he is preparing for you in heaven. Good news, great joy for all people, even you. But then there's more. He came not just so that we can have a home, he came to be our Lord and our Savior. And the most amazing thing about Christmas was that he came to save us from our sins. He came to save us. In Texas, in 1987, a toddler by the name of Jessica McClure fell into an 8-inch well casing. Down she went, becoming stuck 22 feet below the ground. Once people discovered that baby Jessica was in the well, they took immediate action. They didn't tell her to find a way to climb back up, and they just didn't shout happy thoughts to encourage her. No, they went down to where she was, and they got her. They did whatever it took. Rescuers worked nonstop for 58 hours to free her. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve fell. Down they went, dragging all humanity, including us with them, into the darkness and death of sin. And what did God do? He didn't tell us to find our own way out of the mess that we were in. He did more than shout down happy thoughts to us from heaven. No, he came down to where we were, and he got us, and he rescued us. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus coming down to rescue us, to do whatever it took to deliver us from sure death. See, God became a human. God didn't send the messenger. God sent the message himself. God didn't send someone to redeem you. He came himself. I love this story of a judge, and I I know some judges, and I know this scenario is being played out all the time, in many different places, with many friends of judges all over the country. And people do this all the time. Uh, one of one of uh, this judge's friends came to him and asked him to take care of a speeding ticket for him. and the judge, And the judge said, sure, I'll take care of it for you. And the friend saw the judge sometime later and said, hey, thanks for dismissing that ticket. And the judge said, I didn't dismiss it. I paid it. Oh, I didn't want you to pay it. I wanted you to sort of do your uh, judge thing and sort of take care of it, you know, make it disappear. And the judge said, well, let me ask you a question. Were you guilty? The guy said, yeah. And then he said, well, justice demanded that the penalty be paid. And if I'm a righteous judge, I can't dismiss the charges against you. But I took great delight in paying it myself. You see, so many people think that God dismisses the charges against us. He didn't. He paid the penalty himself. He took care of it. God paid for the charges himself by becoming a human and being born of a virgin to save us from our sins. God became fully human, fully God, fully man. That's why Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He came as a man. And he came as the son of God. He redeemed us himself. He didn't say, do this to get to heaven, that's religion. He said, accept what I've done for you to get to heaven. Now that's relationship. See, religion is man's attempt to to get to God. Christianity is God's attempt to get to us. He simply said, "If, if you believe in me, and when I think about Jesus paying for our sins personally, I think about what if Adam had not been with Eve? When she sinned. I heard uh, David uh, uh, Morris uh, talk about this uh, down at Gateway. Uh, this was just a, something I'd never thought about. He said, now, he, he was with Eve. He didn't lead her, protect her, and, and both of them sinned. And, I'm, and, and he gave an illustration of a scenario that's worth thinking about on Christmas Eve. He said, what if Adam had been on the other side of the garden, and he was not there when Eve sinned? If he was on the other side of the garden not with her, then a conversation would have had to take place. That conversation that that God would have to go to Adam would have sounded like this, son, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but your bride has sinned. She's going to die. She's going to die. Well, we know that didn't happen, but I think a conversation like that did take place. I think God the father had to say to God the son after Adam and Eve sinned. I think he had to say, I'm so sorry to have to tell you this, my son but your bride that I created for you has sinned; She's going to die. And I think Jesus said, but I don't want her to die. I think the father would have said, but the penalty for sin is death, and she has to die. She's going to die. And then Jesus said, I'll die for her. I'll die so that she can live. And Christmas is the amazing story that God became a human and died for his creation. And that's why we celebrate and sing songs about Christmas. And if you're listening on the Encounter Radio show, I don't want you to miss why there's a Christmas, that a Savior was born as a baby, lived a sinless life to pay the penalty of all our sins. Good news, great joy for all people, even you. It's the greatest present you could ever receive. It's the greatest present that you could ever give out. And that's the love, that's the peace, that's the grace, that's the eternal destiny of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. So who is Jesus? Well, he's the Son of God. But who is he to you if you're listening on the Encounter Radio Show? He's the one who came down from heaven to pay the penalty for your sin. The question is, will you accept him and open your heart to him and receive him as your Lord and Savior? If you do, it'll be the best present you'll ever receive and the best present that you'll ever give away to others. Thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser.